0: Treasure Trove. It's a funny little thing. It documents a really strange provisional space. It is a kind of monument to excess. Stories from our galleries and archives. It's just an unbelievably tragic story.
1: It's really timeless. We're looking at the gold key that was used by the Duke of York to open Parliament House on the 9th of May 1927. Stephanie Fenigworth is a curator
0: at the Museum of Australian Democracy, where this precious gold key has gone on
1: display to mark the 90th anniversary of Old Parliament House. It's uh, quite an elaborate, um, intricate design. The head of the key shows the coat of arms of the Commonwealth of Australia and then there's quite a a long shaft which has got sort of a ribbon design on it and it's, it's very ornate. It looks sort of otherworldly actually, yes. Is it really made of gold? Yes, it is. Not 24-carat gold, otherwise it would fall apart in the Duke's hands. There's a bit of copper in there to make it a, a firm and sturdy key. We couldn't have it breaking off in the lock uh, halfway through the procedure, but yes, it is, it is gold, yes.
0: So tell me about the ceremony where the Duke actually use the key to open the door of Parliament House.
1: The Duke and Duchess arrived in a horse-drawn carriage uh, complete with bewigged postillions uh, with lots of pomp and circumstance and ceremony and rolled up to the front stairs and walked up the stairs and uh, there were some speeches and Dame, uh, Dame Nellie Melba uh, sang the first verse of their national anthem, uh, which was God Save the King at that time, of course. True to form, Nellie was a bit of a diva and uh, she refused to sing into a microphone. Uh, She thought that her voice was so powerful that uh, it would transcend all electricery. The uh, organisers weren't quite so sure about that and they hung little uh, microphones in the the canopy hanging over the, the landing at Old Parliament House because her anthem was to be broadcast around the nation on radio so they didn't leave anything to chance but unfortunately she uh, was just getting to the end of the first verse of God Save the King and uh, the Royal Australian Air Force did a fly pass with several biplanes buzzing overhead and their drone effectively drowned her out. Then uh, the Duke uh, was presented with this key by the Prime Minister, Stanley Bruce, and he opened the door at exactly 11 o'clock in the morning and Parliament House was duly opened. Did the key actually really unlock the door
0: or was it kind of a symbolic key?
1: I think it actually unlocked the door, yes. I think the uh, teeth of the key were actually sort of honed so that they wouldn't stick in the lock which would have been very embarrassing. It's not like he'd just ring the local locksmith to sort it out. Um, So it actually has some marks uh, showing where the key was actually used and it's actually been turned in the lock inside the door, yes. What happened to the key after it was used in the ceremony? Well, that's that's the funny thing. Uh, There's a slight kerfuffle. Uh, The Duke of York gave it back to the Prime Minister and uh, a former Speaker of the House of Representatives was very upset by this gesture because he interpreted that as elevating the executive above the... The custodians of Parliament, who are the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President of the Senate. But that's, that was a very minor <laughs> kerfuffle in a teacup, and that's since uh, faded away in history. But it, it went to Bruce, and then I think Bruce gave it to the National Library, as it was at that time, and it sat in a cupboard for a really long time, and eventually it made its way back to the office of the Speaker of the House of Representatives. The Speaker is a custo- one of the custodians of the Parliament and they take care of the key in, in their role as that custodian.
0: There's mystery to this story as well. The Golden Key was designed by Edwin Henderson, senior architect of the then Department of Works and Railways, who also designed Manica Pool and Ainslie Primary School. But according to curator Stephanie Fenigworth, it's not clear who actually made the key. Some newspapers of the day said it was crafted by Hardy Brothers in Sydney. Melbourne papers claimed it was Hardy Brothers in their city. Also, it was not
1: the only one. Depending on who you read, the Canberra Times or the Mint so or the Federal Capital Commission, uh, three keys were commissioned. However, we can only find one of them. I don't know what happened to the other two. Maybe it fell down the back of the couch or something, I'm not sure, but uh, only one has ever been found. What does it mean to have the key on display? It says a lot about the great importance of the day. Uh, The key, obviously, is the thing that opens the door of a house, but to open the door of the House of Federal Parliament in the new national capital of Australia is a big deal. For the first 26 years after Federation, Australia didn't have a capital city. Federal Parliament sat in a borrowed building, the State Parliament of Victoria in Melbourne. So having a a new place for the new Parliament in a new national capital of a new nation was a very highly symbolic moment and it made the new nation seem more real, to have a national capital it consolidated people's ideas of nation and identity. So the display of this key represents the first time that the key has come back to Parliament House since its opening in 1927. So it's been 90 years since it, uh, it was used and now it's sort of back home where it kind of belongs in a way.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from ABC Radio Canberra. To subscribe to this or any of our podcasts, go to abc.net.au slash Canberra
1: or find them on the ABC Radio app.